So I didn't come up with a clever name for this episode yet, other than instead of calling it episode, I'm gonna call it Yay Episode. Oh, like Y E dash P I S O D E. Could we decide to call it that, but then we like tweet like a hundred times that we're gonna change it to like Swish? Yeah, and then say no, no, no. And I'll no, keep taking easy. the episode down and putting it back <laughs> up and. I'll I'll change your vocals a bit. Get in contact with the title. I yeah. was doing really hot. Right oh yeah, now. This, looking for new deals. This episode will never be available for purchase. It will, <laughs> yeah. You got to stream it through title. Yeah, title. Stream it through title. And actually, this is a more like a boutique title. It's spelled T I I I I D A. Triangle is the A L. So very yeah. exclusive deal here. It's ran by Jay Z's brother <laughs> J X. Yeah. <laughs> Or KZ. 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 So, unless we come up with a witty title, right now it's just Yay Episode Kanye like West Special. I like that. So, hello and welcome. <laughs> wait, to wait, 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 wait. Can it be called I Don't Do Butt Stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Can we call it that? Yeah. I Don't Do okay. Butt Stuff. <laughs> Shuffle Yay Episode 13.75 I Don't Do Butt Stuff. <laughs> The Kanye West Life of Pablo special. Yes. There's yes. the title right there. Oof. So. We just got wavy, bro. <laughs> wavy. Yeah. And luckily, What's-His-Face called from prison to give us permission yep. to call it wavy. We're going to play that tape. Silver later. Surfer. Yeah. <laughs> Silver Surfer. Loopy and wavy. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Mike, isn't it? Mike Power or Mike? Or is it Brian? Brian Mike Power. Mike or Brian, yeah. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. But yeah. He's in prison, and he called Kanye from prison and gave him permission to use Wavy. Which he didn't use. He didn't end up using anyway. That's nice. (laughs) So, welcome to the Kanye West special episode of Shuffle. There really isn't a playlist for this episode, but free feel... Free... Go free feel yourself. Go free feel yourself, (laughs) and then after that, feel free to listen to the life of Pablo... If you don't have a title subscription, I'm sure there are other ways you can obtain it. Wink. wink. Buy one. He needs the money, yeah. man. You, Con- did you see that fashion line? It's so hot. He, we need more of it. He is $53 million <laughs> in debt, ladies and gentlemen. His greatest embarrassment. So, we have successfully gone three episodes without Kanye changing the title of The Life of Pablo. <laughs> Landmark. Yeah. And uh, so, if you don't like Kanye, you don't like his new album or his music, and if you're tired of hearing about him, I would recommend skipping this episode of Shuffle, (laughs) because this is pretty much all we're going to be talking about. So, now we can move on to Kanye News Corner, and that's news spelled K-N-E-W-S, and corner spelled K-O-R-N-E-R, Kanye News Corner. (laughs) So, can we just read his last 500 tweets? Yeah, that well, be that's, the news corner. That's all this episode is. It's just I'm gonna read his Twitter feed, and then we're, we're gonna call it call it a day. I think he got paid like a million dollars by Twitter to do all this because Twitter over the last three months there's been a bunch of articles how they're failing as a business model. They invested way too much, and no one's signing up. And Kanye stepped in. He needed the money. I honestly think so. That's actually a very like astute observation because holy shit, have I been like checking his Twitter Same. feed every day? Hashtag Illuminati. What's oh, he saying next? Conspiracy. So, 
After four title changes, four different track listings, two album covers, and multiple album releases, The Life of Pablo is finally out, sort of. Mm -hmm. Uh, Technically, he took it down to fix the track Wolves and have yet to, like, the old original version is still streamable on title. But he hasn't like re-released it officially. Oh wait, and he's going. I hadn't heard the Allegedly, latest. I stopped paying attention. He does. Say, he did say it's never going to be available for sale. But this new updated version with the fixed track of Wolves has yet to be put up. Huh. So this album first started out as So Help Me God. Then it was changed to Swish. Then it was changed to Waves. Then it was changed back to Swish. And then Kanye announced that the album will be titled TLOP and offered anyone who could correctly guess the title free tickets to Yeezy 3, which was the release of the record, his new fashion line, and all of that at Maskin Square Garden. And some people actually guessed that it is now, as of now, it could still change. <laughs> the title is The Life of Pablo. Wait, and some people guessed it right. So and a, got lot, to go. nice. a, bun- a bunch of people did. Wow. Because um, at that point in time, no more parties in LA had been released, and there's that whole part in the song. He's like, Pablo. "I feel like Pablo when I'm making those shoes. I yeah. feel like Pablo." So some people did piece it together. Nice. Okay. He has some diehard fans. <laughs> so, in uh, leading up to the release of this album, he tweeted at least four different photos of differing track listings and album titles, ultimately leading to the final. 18 track masterpiece slash monstrosity <laughs> that is the life of Pablo. That should have been the name of the fucking album. Yeah. Masterpiece slash monstrosity. monstrosity. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> so uh, the the title, The Life of Pablo, was speculated to either be referencing the artist Pablo Picasso or the infamous Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar. Jason Green from Pitchfork, who before knowing what it was actually in reference to, actually drew this very awesome comparison between Pablo Picasso and Kanye. Uh He said, Pablo Picasso and Kanye West share many qualities, impatience with formal schooling, insatiable and complicated sexual appetites, a vampiric fascination with beautiful women as muses. But Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> Kanye specifically toasted them. The life of Pablo's namesake is a provocation, a mystery, a slag acknowledgement of multitudes. Drug Lord Escobar is a permanent fixture in rap culture, but the mystery of which one set Twitter theorists down a fascinating rabbit hole, drawing up convincing stand-ins for Kanye's blue period, 808 and heartbreaks, mm-hmm. his rose period, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and his crystal period. Jesus. If Kanye is comparable to Picasso, the life of Pablo is the moment after turbulent life, leaving many artistic revolutions and mistreated women in his wake, that the artist finally settles down. In this formulation, Kim Kardashian is Jacqueline Roquet. Roquet? Roku? Roku. Picasso's final muse and the woman to whom he remained faithful. And this record is the sound of a celebrated megalomaniac settling for his place in history. Hmm. Which I thought was very poignant and interesting, but it's wrong. (laughs) Kanye revealed that the title is actually a reference to St. Paul the Apostle. Of course, come on. How did you not pick that out? 
This was supposed Come to be a gospel on. album, allegedly. <laughs> so, and uh, his tweets revealing this read as such. Paul, the most powerful messenger of the first century. Now we stand here 20 centuries later because he was a traveler. He was a learned man, not of the original sect, so he was able to take the message to the rest of the world. He was saved from persecution due to his Roman citizenship. I have the right to speak my voice. Please forgive the profanity and give hugs and blessings to my brother Kirk for standing by me. In a few hours, the journey begins. And this is probably my favorite tweet he has ever <laughs> tweeted coming up. All memes are wrong. <laughs> All Deep. memes are wrong. Deep. The life of Paul. The life of Pablo. Ultralight beams. Moms, dads, daughters, sons, stand up. Let's dance in the streets. I am consumed by my purpose to help the world. I write this to you brothers while still $53 million in personal <laughs> debt. Please pray we overcome. This is my true heart. Oh, God. Now, speaking of debt, <laughs> Kanye recently asked Mark Zuckerberg, the creator of Facebook, mm -hmm. for $1 billion via Twitter. <laughs> It's all a big ploy, man. Cross-advertising for social media, man. Come on. Now, Mark has yet to make a statement about this, but one of his close personal friends posted a status on Facebook saying, like, hey, Kanye, if you want help from Mark, maybe you should ask him on Facebook and not Twitter. And Mark Zuckerberg liked that status. Uh, but that's, that is the only, like, noise we've heard from yeah, his side of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Here are oh, the series of tweets of him asking Mark Zuckerberg for money. Mark Zuckerberg invest $1 billion into Kanye West ideas. <laughs> After realizing he is the greatest living artist and greatest artist of all time. I know y'all uh, tired of music controlled by money and perception. I'm proud of every dime of debt I got. Bars are worth more than money because it's something that people can use every day to feel inspired. Mark Zuckerberg, I know it's your birthday, but can you please call me by tomorrow? You love hip-hop. You love my art. I'm your favorite artist, but you watch me barely breathe and still play my album in your house. <laughs> World, please tweet, FaceTime, Facebook, Instagram, whatever you got to do to get Mark to support me. I'm this generation's Disney. I want to bring dope Disney. shit to the world. Jesus I love that. Christ. I'm this generation's Disney. <laughs> I want to bring dope shit to the world. Because Disney equals dope they shit. They bring Especially the dopest of shit. Yeah. yeah the dopest yeah. of shit. So dope. I don't have enough resources to create what I really can. Mark, I am publicly asking you for help. One of the coolest things you could ever do is help me in my time of need. <laughs> you know, cooler than inventing Facebook. Yeah. And I will uh. always respect you of that, and the world will love you. Hey, Larry Page, I'm down for your help, too, who is the co-founder of Google, in case you oh, didn't Oh, okay, know. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All dudes in San Fran play rap music in your homes but never help the real artists. You'd rather open up one school in Africa like you really help the country. You know, the country of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> All you guys had meetings with me, and no one lifted a finger to help. So, so that end scene, <laughs> I, I just... This is, I, I, I promise I would never quote Dr. Phil, but did you hear him on like a, I think, I think it was on Colbert 
they Colbert read a bunch of his tweets and said like, "What what is your diagnosis?" Oh, did you Dr. hear this? Phil was a guest on the Colbert yeah. show. Okay. Yeah, did I you did hear, not this? hear this? He said that he said, "Look, no one could be this wrong <laughs> so many times unless it was intentional." <laughs> so he's obviously just playing it up, which I thought Dr. Phil is very good. That's very fair. Very astute. He had a chance, you know, to psychoanalyze it, and he just said. This has got to be intentional. The fucking country of Africa. The country of Africa. <laughs> this is the same person who later on will talk about it. It has recently banned all white people from talking about black music. Oh, my God. Because we don't understand what it's like to come from the country of Africa. Right. I guess. Except, I guess, what did Rhyme Sayer, his friend, former friend, said that he's surrounded by yes men. So maybe Dr. Phil's wrong. Maybe there's just no PR specialist to help him. Oh, I, I don't, I think, at this point, actually, um, the needle dropped. The music reviewer on yeah. YouTube brought up a really good point, saying like, big fans of Kanye will like this album, while it is still a very flawed album. Fans of Kanye like Kanye for his flaws. Like mm-hmm. he is a complicated person. I think it would be detrimental to his career to try to like be pc yeah yeah smart he is going to bring so much money and attention to himself by just letting him run his mouth yeah because we're all just waiting for what the fuck is he gonna say next yeah it's his game that's his shtick like this slow drawn out album release is probably like the best pr any album has ever gotten because everyone's like oh fuck it's up (laughs) now it's down now the album's changed like like, yeah. What's he going to do next? Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I can't even remember any other sort of album release event. Even <laughs> it close. a slow motion release. Yeah. yeah. So uh, during this Yeezy 3 show at Madison, Madison Square Garden, he also revealed in the middle of the show that he made a video game. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it was like while the album was playing, he got on the microphone and was like, hey, I made a video game. Let's watch the trailer. So it's called Only One. And according to him, the idea of the game is my mom traveling through the gates of heaven. <laughs> he then shows this video. I'll, I'll post it. That shows like this pretty beautiful kind of CGI heaven scene with all of these angels flying about. And then you see this woman come up through the clouds who is Kanye's mother and she spreads her wings and starts flying towards the gates. And then wow. it says only one the game. Wow. So might as well make a little money off of your mom's death, I guess. Jesus oh, Christ. did you see the t-shirts he was selling? No, no. There were like these, um, it's the best way I can put it. Like if you've ever been to like tourist trappy Florida or California yeah, and you see those like, t-shirts for sale at shops that look like they were just like spray painted with actual <laughs> spray paint yeah at the mass and square garden yeezy three he was selling t-shirts that said like in remembrance of i i can't remember her name whatever her name is west wow. and had this kind of like almost caricature caricature of her yeah. of her face wow. and they were like selling them for like 60 dollars each wow yeah yeah i don't even know what so, to make of that man what After, happens in the video game if you lose? Does she like go to hell and then, <laughs> and then his face shows up? He's like, "Hey, play again, man. It's not cool. Not well, cool. It, it's kind of similar to what happened when he showed the trailer. So after <laughs> oh, after yeah. he showed the trailer, 
Kanye was not impressed with the audience's reaction. Oh my god! So uh, he's because you know people at a hip hop record release slash fashion show must be really into video games. Yeah. So after the trailer rolled and there was a decent applause from what I saw in the video. He takes to the microphone saying, That's not easy to do, man. Y'all just be acting like that shit is regular. No, you don't understand. I go out to meet with everybody in San Fran, and they diss the fuck out of me. And I'll be like, I want to make a game. And they'll be like, fuck you. That's hard to do, bro. And then after that, he made the audience watch the trailer a second time. So he could get a better response from them. Wow. By framing it, that I showed this to a lot of experts in the field, and they didn't like it. So I'm going to play it again, <laughs> expecting you to like it more. Yeah, that's a yep. Persuasive, very persuasive. <laughs> it's such a fine line between, like, just, like, schlock and crap and, like, maybe actually genius. I just yeah, can't no, tell. It is, it is, is it genius to make a video game about your mom going... To he- heaven, or is it just like so ridiculously like vulgar and inappropriate? I can't tell. Kanye. He is teetering that line like so finely, like between yeah. crazy and genius. <laughs> like, like Pablo, it, he's been talking about making a video game for a while. He was on the the Brett Easton Ellis podcast, the guy who wrote American Psycho. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how like back when he was a kid, he was like programming computer games on his like old. Commodore 64 or really? something and so wow. like he this isn't like out of nowhere he he has a deeply profound history with video games yeah okay and actually okay. I was gonna bring this up later but so he allegedly has also tweeted that he has a new album coming out this summer already and the working title is Turbo Graphics 16 yeah which yeah, was a video game this. console back in the late 80s wow yeah so, uh, shortly after the stream of the life of Pablo at Madison Square Garden, some controversy sparked over a line in the song Famous, in which Kanye says, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. I made that bitch famous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which everyone took to him reigniting the spark of controversy between him and Taylor Swift. So, after that line went off at the performance... Uh, via the internet people started to give him some flack yeah yeah he took to twitter to respond to these haters stating i did not diss taylor swift and i've never dissed her which already is okay kanye (laughs) first thing is i'm an artist and as an artist i will express how i feel with no censorship right second thing i asked my wife for her blessings and she was cool with it third thing I called Taylor and had an hour-long convo with her about the line, and she thought it was funny, and I have her blessings. Fourth, bitch is an enduring term in hip-hop, like the word N-word. Uh-huh. Fifth, or fifth thing, I'm not even going to take credit for the idea. It's actually something Taylor came up with. Very she was ha- interesting claim. <laughs> she was having dinner with one of our friends whose name I will keep out of this, and she told him, I can't be mad at Kanye because he made me famous. Hashtag facts. That's why music is so fucking watered down right now. I miss that DMX feeling. Seventh, I miss that feeling, so that's what I want to help restore. Eighth, 
They want to control <laughs> us with money and perception and mute the culture. But you can see at Madison Square Garden that you can stop us all. I think he meant can't, but yeah. he wrote can. Ninth, <laughs> it felt like a scene from the Warriors. All gods, all gods, all gods in the building. Not just the famous people there, but the kids, the moms, the dads, the families that came to share the moment with us. Mm. Hmm. Shortly after that, Taylor Swift's official spokesperson contacted TMZ to say, Kanye did not call for approval, but to ask Taylor to release his single Famous on her Twitter account. She declined and cautioned him about releasing a song with such strong misogynistic messages. Taylor was never made aware of the actual lyric, I made that bitch famous. Wow. And this was further kind of solidified. Uh, Taylor's brother took to his Instagram feed and showed a video of him throwing away a pair of his <laughs> Yeezus sneakers. Burn. Which are very expensive shoes from what I hear. Yeah. And during her album of the year acceptance speech at the Grammys, Swift kind of commented on it without officially doing it but everyone's kind of guessing this is she meant this to go towards Kanye when she got her award she went to the microphone and said I want to say to all the young women out there there are going to be people along the way who are going to try to undercut your success to take credit for your accomplishments or your fame but if you just focus on the work and don't let those people sidetrack you, someday when you get where you're going, you'll look around and you will know that it was you and the people who love you that put you there. And it will be the greatest feeling in the world. Gotcha, Kanye. And then I guess a news reporter <laughs> ran into Kanye at LAX and asked him about Taylor's acceptance speech. And this is what he had to say about it. It's like... I want the best for that person, but there's people going through real issues out there. There's people out of work. There's people in debt that can't make it out of debt. There's people that's in debt that don't have a shoe. There's people that are in debt that don't have a hit album out also. You know what I'm saying? It's like their media tries to make this all a war story and everything. But I don't think people care about me or her in that way. People care about their families, their kids. If you like my music, listen to it. If you like her music, listen to it. Which is kind of zen-ish, I guess, for Fair. Kanye. Yeah, yeah, for him. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about the famous line? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, okay. It, it, it does sound very misogynistic. And it sounds like pretty insulting. I gotta be honest. And it's not even factual, but just at an artistic level, it just seems like it's a lack of ability to like be clever. It's like easy, very easy line to say. Yeah. That was my big. I mean, I I agree. And for someone who does not listen to Taylor Swift, like she's not on my musical radar. Yeah, I will say, for someone who doesn't listen to her, I very well knew who she was before Kanye interrupted her yeah. back a while ago. So I don't think Yeah. even as if it's trying to come off as a funny line, I don't think he made her famous. Yeah. I, and I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, it, there's a tendency in Kanye and it's part of the entire like ethos and idea of Kanye to be centripetal. Everything comes toward the center everything radically comes toward the center and it either works or it doesn't and in this instance it was like 
come on no it's ridiculous and it, it kind of like disjointed the song a little bit to I be agree. honest like the song would have been better just get rid of the line yeah because i actually kind of like the song famous but yeah. that song makes me not or that line makes me not want to like the song famous because otherwise that's kind of like a banger song on the album yeah agreed yeah <sighs> it's just a lack of ability to be clever i'll See, be honest that's i feel a- like kanye has it's like looking over his entire discography he has so many of these like kind of crude sexual witty lines yeah and every single one of them is like a flip of the coin there's a 50 50 chance that it's gonna be like okay i'll let that slide and yeah fuck you shouldn't have said that and this is one (laughs) of the ones where fuck you shouldn't have said that yeah yeah the same day that the life of pablo was released Kanye took it down for purchase, saying that he needed to fix the song Wolves and asked everyone not to listen to the first copy he put up for sale. <laughs> and like I said, it is yet to be. So there was a there was a brief like 14 hour period where it was up for sale on title.com for $20, which is a bit much for a digital download. Yeah, you could actually purchase the MP3s of this. And then he took that down. And since then, it has only been streamable if you have a title subscription. Wow. So the wow. next the next day, Kanye announced that The Life of Pablo would never be for sale and would only be available for streaming via title. He also said that all future Good Friday tracks, which... If you're not familiar, he has this thing called Good Fridays where like every Friday he releases a new single... Uh huh. He did this for a couple albums prior. Started doing again for this album, and he says that going forward, every single Good Friday's track he releases will only be through title, which Damn. is already not true because he's released another one and he put it up on his SoundCloud. So oh really? I, yeah. I don't know. So wait, Jay Z owns title. It's Co-ownership. he is he is the 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 majority shareholder. Yeah. But supposedly it is a group of artists. So yeah. there are other musicians, but Jay Z's like the masthead. He's the spokesperson. Damn, dude, Jay Z, man, he's. I almost feel. I kind of feel bad for Kanye that it's only available to stream on Title. Yeah. Fuck, dude. He must have really needed the money well, fast because uh, I assume he got like a humongous like down payment right there. Boom. He I'm was sure like, for the exclusivity. Yeah, that it had to be Jay Z taken. Yeah. Jay-Z's probably... I I know um, it wasn't as exclusive, but I know Rihanna, her recent album, Anti, that just came out, also had a semi-exclusive title release. And I haven't looked into it that much, but I guess the release of this Anti-album by Rihanna was also quite a shit show. Yeah. It didn't go well for her. Yeah. So, uh, along with announcing that all future Good Friday tracks will only be released via title. He also alleges that he has 40 songs already recorded with Kendrick and an additional 40 songs recorded with Young Thug that he's just waiting to release. And of course, they will only be released through title. Jesus. Yeah. Do you have a title subscription? I do not. You don't? Yeah, I don't either. Okay, so title, I believe, is about $20 a month. Really, it's I, twenty dollars a month. I wow. I might be wrong, but wow. I believe I heard it's about like a twenty dollar month. It's more than Spotify. I know. It, oh yeah, because sure. like I have yeah. a Spotify premium account. And it's, it's like eight bucks, eight bucks a month, yeah. and the selection. 
It's yeah. huge. Now, yeah. the thing about Tidal, which is kind of goes along with like Jay-Z's kind of taste for nicer things. I know there's a lot of exclusive stuff that you can only get through Tidal, which is yeah. Yeah. why they can charge that much. But mm. there's no fucking way I'm paying for that. Did you hear like the latest news that I read today that Tidal was reportedly, it could be not true, but they were reportedly looking to make some kind of deal with like Google or Spotify or some other group. Did you hear that? You know, I didn't hear that, but I had my suspicions yeah. because yeah. just today for the very first time, the life of Pablo shows up on Spotify. Really? Now, if you go there, all the tracks are grayed out. Huh. And at the top, there's an announcement saying, as of right now, due to license restrictions, we cannot play this for you. Yeah. But we are currently working on fixing that. Wow. So there you go. Now, man. and because Something... like, prior to him saying it will never be for sale there were also like talks about pan like i think pandora yeah i think was they the were first person too. to confirm that the title is the life of pablo yeah so like both pandora and apple music were getting ready like this was like oh like i don't think kanye talked to anybody he just decided it on his own like yeah. everyone was getting ready to like i think originally title was going to have like maybe like a month of exclusivity and yeah. then it was going to be widely released and now it's changed. Yeah. It's also worth noting that every ticket holder to that Madison Square Garden show were promised a digital download of the album and last I checked no one has yet to receive a download code for this album that, that they were promised hmm. because of the streaming only. Yeah. He doesn't want MP3s of it floating out there. But it's become like one of the most downloaded yep. albums, right? Yeah, it's awesome. So, what do you expect, man? Of God, the whole, the whole model is so stupid. It's so, it's so stupid. stupid. So, of course, oh, of course, this led to pretty much everyone illegally downloading of The Life of Pablo. What the hell did they think? With, within 48 hours of The Life of Pablo being released, it was torrented at least half a million times. <laughs> according to torrentfreak.com. Yeah. And this doesn't even take into consideration uh, the account of the various direct download links that float around the internet for every major album. Like, yeah. There's multiple downloads. So this was just like the most popular one within two days, half a million. Like, yeah. I, I think right now it has been estimated that he's lost about $10 million in album sales. Oof. Due, simply due to the excessive pirating of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So now, allegedly, Kanye wants to try to take the pirate beta court. <laughs> no one's ever tried to do that before, yeah, buddy. No one. <laughs> yeah. Prince has never tried it. No. So one wow. of the Pirate Bay staff members, whose screen name is Spud17, says, and I quote, Kanye West is a blithering twat who has an incredible sense of self-importance. Even diehard fans are saying his new album sucks balls. But as for Mr. West <laughs> suing the Pirate Bay, good luck, Kanye. And Pirate Bay co-founder and ex-member, whose name I actually forgot to write down, but one of the co-founders of the Pirate Bay who's no longer with them also said, the album was only released on title. 
So I'm impressed it got leaked anyhow, since fewer people pass by there than Fort Knox. <laughs> he should be happy someone cares enough to listen to it, so that they signed up for an account to stream the low-quality music you get at Tidal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I pirated it, but I am saying I don't have a Tidal. <laughs> and we heard so. it somehow. Yeah. It just. I was walking by someone's house and they were playing it and I just Through sat the out the window yeah. and just listened to it. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the Saturday Night Live performance. Oh, yeah. I, well, yeah. Up front, I only watched Ultralight Beams. I didn't even That's watch the second video. That's probably a good thing because... Yeah. I heard it was terrible. Highlights was... You could tell... That was the song. I didn't even know what the yeah, song was. Yeah, it was highlights and yeah. it was like the most... The, like, the least rehearsed thing I've ever seen. It was so fucking half-assed. Yeah. So Kanye performed Ultra Light Beams and Highlights on Saturday Night Live. And he actually also did a, a rap battle with one of the Kyle cast Mooney. Members, Kyle yeah, Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Yeah, yeah. And I think Kyle actually tried to freestyle. Now, he purposefully <laughs> did a bad freestyle for the comedic effect. Yeah, which is his style in general. When it got to yeah. Kanye's turn, he did not freestyle at all. He just rapped the I yep. Love Kanye song that is featured on Life of Pablo. Yep. And then did you hear about this audio leak of him having a meltdown backstage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... And I listened to it, yeah. It's a- so... Some audio leaked, I'm guessing some sort of staff or crew member of Saturday Night Live recorded via their phone in their pocket because you could kind of hear like a rustling sound during the whole time. But Kanye was freaking the fuck out because he found out that his stage design was changed and taken apart slightly without his approval Mm -hmm. prior to his performance. And uh, this is what he had to say. Look at that shit. They took my fucking stage off of SNL without asking me. Now I'm bummed. That and Taylor Swift. Fake ass. <laughs> now, now I ain't gonna do this. We're breaking the motherfucking internet. I went through six years of this fucking shit. Let's get to it, bro. Let's get to it, bro. Are they fucking crazy, bro? By 50%, Stanley Kubrick, Apostle Paul, Picasso. Fucking Picasso and Escobar by 50% more influential than any other human being. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. By 50%, (laughs) dead or alive. By 50% for the next thousand years. Stanley Kubrick, yay. It was actually later announced that that was actually, he had a hot mic on and he said that when he was in the bathroom. by himself in a stall so oh, really? I, makes it even weirder see i i, <laughs> I pictured him like yelling to like his assistant or one of his crew members no like, i'm he was, yeah, yeah. He was just saying that to himself <laughs> holy fuck. in the bathroom taking shit <laughs> no i have no idea but that's why i like to imagine 50% <laughs> yeah man he I, I gotta be honest um ultralight beam I thought it was a very good performance by everyone, except maybe Kanye. But the as far as the set goes, I think maybe that he should have let people that every week for a living help design the set in terms of lighting. They get because the lighting is kind of shitty. I'll be well, honest, yeah, you can't see it that well. It looks like a. It's lit by like this like pixelated heavenly sky yeah. scene above them and it looks like they're just bathed in like a dark black light it's creepy much. yeah it doesn't no yeah and you should have let the professionals help them out ultralight beam 
is probably one of the best songs on the album. Yeah. Though Kanye has so little to do with that yeah. song. Yeah. Like he is complete like besides the fact that he has very few lines in that song. The Dream, Chance the Rapper and Kelly Price completely outdo him oh, in yeah. performance yeah. and lyrical content. Yeah. Chance's part Oh, like I'll, we can talk about that later. But holy shit, his it might have been better than even on the album. I think, his live performance. Oh, his yeah. live performance was great, and I he honest, tried to save the hell. I out of that honestly, <laughs> this maybe this is controversial, but like Chance's feature in Ultralight Beams might be the highlight of the entire album. I agree. I, I do actually agree. Yeah, like some people are talking that his performance on that song might be rivaling Nicki Minaj's feature in the song Monster for best Kanye feature yeah. of all time. Yeah. And that's saying yeah. a lot because Nicki's part in the song Monster is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. But Chance, <laughs> Chance is so tender and emotional. Yeah. And just, oh, so To good. me, his part hit the plane that, like, Kanye hoped the album would hit. Exactly. That was, like, it at its absolute most perfect. Well, and like when I first heard that this was supposed to be a gospel album, and this mm-hmm. is the first song I hear, I was expecting 17 more tracks of that. I'm like, fuck yes, this is gonna be the greatest same, album same, of all time. Same, same, then, same. It is the only song like that on the album. Yeah, and we'll get it. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, definitely we get, get into, into that. that more because that that's a big part of how I struggled to review this album. I agree. But that. I have no idea what the first song was that he wrote, but I remember like a year ago he said it was going to be a gospel album. Yeah. And so my guess would be he wrote this song first and was like, this is going to be an amazing gospel album. And then, I don't blame him, after what he did, I'd have no idea what the hell to name it either. No. <laughs> yeah. I have no fucking idea what to name this album. Life of Pablo. No. Right. I think the only song that might have been written before that was a... Uh no more parties in LA. Yeah, was allegedly written around the time of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. wow I heard wow, that he wow. started. I don't know if it was like a B side from that album or an unused, but I know I, I read somewhere that the beginnings of that song were starting to be worked out way back in 2010. Yeah. So did you also hear that uh, a folder of leaked Kanye West music? Presumably all from the recording sessions of The Life of Pablo found its way online shortly after the release. I read that in, in the one article I read, some people thought it was Kanye or someone associated some people with did him that leaked it, it. Yeah, it is. it has since That's been funny. pulled from online. Uh, if anyone is curious in hearing it, I might be able to point you in the general <laughs> direction of where to get it still. Yeah. But, title. Title. <laughs> yeah, title. Exclusive. <laughs> Lifetime subscription, just $30,000. Yes. Title, oh, baby. <laughs> so um, this these unreleased tracks feature some unreleased collaborations with one of Kanye's favorite collaborators, Justin Vernon of Bon Iver, and a few unheard tracks and solo tracks from Kanye. And then it also has some demo alt takes of the songs FML, Fade, Waves, Highlights, and Wolves, oh, yeah. which Kanye fans have dubbed OG mixes, <laughs> and I, I recently just learned OG stands for original gangster. I yep. never. I'm That's sorry. Right. I knew that man. I, I'm trying to keep up with my <laughs> with my lingo and ebonics. Come on, man. Yeah, but the I haven't listened to all of it yet. But the Justin Vernon stuff's pretty good. Yeah. I don't Wait, know. there's a Paul McCartney track I read. Oh no, yeah, that came out 
a long that was back still from the So Help Me God days. Oh, okay. It's yeah. it's on Spotify. It's a collaboration with I believe Rihanna, Paul McCartney, Kanye, and one other person. Wait, wait, wait! No, no, I heard that in this folder there was leaked like oh. a like a two minute song with Paul McCartney. I guess in addition to that, that like I probably should have listened none. to all yeah. of them. Then I listened I, to I none, so I could be totally no, wrong. You yeah, might be right though, because I other than the Justin Vernon one was like the only one that sparked my interest enough to check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Bony Barrel. Paul McCartney wouldn't catch your eye. Wing shit. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just not as dedicated yeah. as a wing nut. You're not a wing nut. I'm not. A, I'm all trying. Right. I won't fault trying. you for that. I won't fault you for that. Yeah. So, like I said. She did announce allegedly there's a new album coming out this summer, and this this was dropped in the midst of a big rant about how he's gonna try to fix the Grammys. Uh, so the working title, Turbo Graphics 16, the tweets he said about it, just on some super nerd vibes. One of my favorite gaming systems when I was a kid, Blazing Lasers, was probably my favorite game on that console. My boy Molly that I spoke about in the song Drive Slow actually had a Neo Geo in real. Like, bro, we actually played Spy Hunter at my mom's house. And for anyone who doesn't know, a TurboGrafx-16 is a, it's a gaming system. It was released in the U.S. around 1989. And it was the first console to be released during the 16-bit era of video game systems, albeit still using an 8-bit CPU. So, also, like I mentioned before, Kanye banned white people from talking about black music. Shit. Saying, Pitchfork, the album is a 30 out of 10. By the way, Pitchfork gave it a 9 out of 10. They have, like, honest, I think they, like, invested in Kanye stock, like, 10 years ago. They're the only ones that, like, (laughs) Because every Kanye album I can think of... They've given, like, in the nines, best new music. Yep. Like, they are very invested in the idea of Kanye. Kanye's not happy with the score he got, even though for Pitchfork... Really? From Pitchfork? He's not? not? Like I said, he said it should be a 30 out of 10. After they already reviewed it? Yeah. What? So his first... So he saw the review from Pitchfork and got onto Twitter and said, Pitchfork, the album is a 30 out of 10. (laughs) Nine's not high enough. Then he says to Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, New York Times, and any other white publication, please do not comment on black music anymore. I love, love, love white people, but you don't understand what it means to be the great-grandson of ex-slaves and make it this far. The system is designed for colored people to fail, and one of our only voices is music. One of our only ways out is music. Don't tell me LeBron had a bad game. What your jump shot look like. Aight then, shut the fuck up and enjoy greatness. This was made mm. with love. Only God can judge me. So I expect love back. Now, I'm not saying Kanye West isn't the pinnacle of consistency. I'm not saying that. You're not. But I'm suggesting that maybe there's a slight bit of a contradiction with his whole free speech I spiel. I can say whatever. This. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Now, Kanye, I'm not saying you're a hypocrite. I'm just saying it's a little bit of an inconsistency. Possibly. Dominic's not calling you a hypocrite, (laughs) but I'm going to. You are a goddamn hypocrite. (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah, what the fuck? Maybe his heart's in the right place. I'll give him that. I mean, yeah, I don't... 
The thing that I'm annoys sure me is from that, a right place. The thing that annoys me is there's there is something very intelligent to be said about his point. The whole kind of racialization of music and white people uptaking what black people do, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he just articulates it in a way that isn't well, the most no, productive. And I agree. And I know there's been a lot of talk lately about white people appropriating black culture for Macklemore. Yeah, for like cultural and monetary gain. But at the same time, if we want to move towards this place of equality, segregation is not the way to go about it. Yeah, to say black people talk about black music, white yeah. people. And the thing is, is like in his head, there's no way he even thinks that. No. I don't think he's thought that far. He just reacts. No. And but like, if you want society to get to a place of equality and acceptance, yeah, going back to the Jim Crow days is not <laughs> separate yeah. but equal. Yeah. Black people talk about black music, white people talk about white music. And I know... Me being a 26-year-old white male, I probably have no right to be commenting on any of this. But that's, eh, I, I don't. Mean, I think I taking step that. backwards is not <laughs> taking steps forward. Yeah. But that's. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll leave it there. Except, trying to segue off this. Speaking of white people talking about black musicians, let's talk about Bob Ezrin, famed record producer of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Kisses Destroyer, Lou Reed's, Berl- uh, Lou Reed's Berlin. He recently took to his monthly newsletter to rant about Kanye. Now, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll post the whole thing. I won't read it all. But just to like hit some of the highlights. Bob Ezrin said, Sure, he made some great music for himself and others. But in spite of what the aspiration Ali Cool Media keeps saying about him, Unlike other creators in his genre, like Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, or even MC Hammer for that matter, it's unlikely that we'll be quoting too many of Kanye's songs 20 years from now. He didn't open up new avenues of publication di- or public discourse like NWA, or introduce the world to a new art form like Grandmaster Flash, or even meaningful and memorable address, uh, even meaningful and memorably addressing social issues through his music like Marshall, who I'm assuming he meant Eminem, yeah, Macklemore, yeah. and Kendrick. Ezrin goes on to say that Kanye's songwriting is sophomoric at best, and his production skills pale in comparison to the likes of Timberland and Rick Rubin. And then he finishes up by saying, Instead, Kanye's greatest achievements have been in the form of excessive behavior, egomaniacal tantrums, and tasteless grandstanding. What he is is a true artist at a living life out loud, and shoving it down the throats of the rest (laughs) of us whether we want to give a shit or not. He's like a flasher who interrupts a critical game by running across the field naked. Is that art? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He brings up some fair points. Kanye, of course, took to Twitter to respond to him, saying, Has anybody ever heard of Bob Ezrin? What the fuck does he know about rap? I'm tired of old people that have no connection with anything trying to comment on music. Now... <laughs> uh, no connection to anything. If yeah. you look at the roster of albums this man has produced, yeah, I don't know. He then goes on to say, "Your kids are ashamed of their dad." Which Sorry. is that's a low blow. I gotta it be is. honest. I, Kanye's response was like, "He also low blow." When this brief flame war between him and Wiz Khalifa brought up, 
he immediately jumped to kids also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry for speaking about kids, but could you imagine if you were Bob Ezrin's kids? I'm so sorry for them. I will send them free Yeezys to make up for the embarrassment that you have caused your family. I don't know what he means by free Yeezys. Free sneakers. Free. Oh, that's yeah, that's the what he means. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even. Free sneakers. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. I need to brush up on my. Come on, my... man. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, "Bro, you said Macklemore was more important musically than me. No offense to Macklemore. He's a nice human being. <laughs> Not a good musician. He's a yeah, nice, he's human, a nice being. human being." Bob, please never speak in public again. You are everything that is wrong with the old guard. It's guys like you that run companies and don't invest in yay, even if I'm your kid's idol. Ezrin, I truly feel sorry for your friends and family that they had to suffer an idiot like you for so many years. (laughs) Well, what do you think about this? They're both kind of right, and they're both kind of wrong. Yeah. That's really my conclusion. It's like Bob Ezrin... Like, you read some of that, and there's definitely a significant demographic that's like, you know, preach on. Like, that's he nailed it exactly what is kind of the truth of Kanye. And, to be totally honest, you ask someone whose job it was to just be neurotic about sound quality, and that's all he did on some of the greatest albums, and he hears that someone is literally working on their album at midnight before it's supposed to be released you know he's gonna think this guy's a total amateur and i i don't blame him i I do not blame him and i also like that's insane he kanye was working on his album the night before it's supposed to be released yeah on the song waves and then you ask someone whose job it is like what do you and like i also what do you expect i don't i don't think i can like i don't know enough culturally and historically but I do agree with the sentiment that like Kendrick is doing what Kanye thinks he's doing yeah I, I fully believe that and I like again I'm speaking at someone who's ignorant pretty much to most of that stuff culturally but you can just uh, on a very primal level feel it in the music yeah you're listening to something important when you're listening to Kendrick yeah when you're listening to Kanye you're listening to a dude suck his own dick yeah audibly see <laughs> pretty it's, much I'm not a science man but that's the only thing I kept thinking is centripetal and centrifugal Kanye it all every song except a few they just just gravitationally gets sucked into him and it gets reduced i gotta be honest more often than not the song gets reduced to being about him the lyrics get reduced to him you listen to kendrick even his one couple verses on here and it's centrifugal yes it spins out and you could be like shit that could mean more things than just this one night kendrick had like, and that's, to me, exactly what you were saying. There's something more going on with Kendrick where yeah. the songs don't get reduced. They get elevated. Where with Kanye, they all get brought back to him. And then it just depends on his ability in that song to, like, be the coolest motherfucker in the world. Which sometimes he is. Sometimes he is. And, or he just sounds like the biggest loser ever. And you would hate to ever know him. Which he sounds like the other half of the time. Yeah. Like, I think Kanye has done it a couple times. Like, 
on his last album, Yeezus, like the song Black Skinheads and New Slaves. Yeah. Those are some very impactful, like, cultural, societal songs. Yeah. And even, like, going yeah. back to um his song uh, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. a really good song talking about, like, it actually, it really, like, it made me, like, look into, like, Blood Diamonds and, like, that yeah. movie The Last King of Scotland, yeah. speaking of, like, how rap culture kind of perpetuates this need for having ice and diamonds but do we know where they come from and yeah. what we're doing to like our black brothers in Africa by trying to like wear all these diamonds I thought yeah. he did a really good job even with that even Jesus Walks has some social yeah. racial commentary on that but then yeah. like I, I just wish cause like at the same time he can make these songs that are all about his ego and they're still amazing but it's like there's this disconnect between like he thinks he's doing this very culturally relevant thing, but it's just like this self-important banger. And if he just like embraced that more, like songs like like uh, Power, yeah, yeah, and and like even when he sampled Daft Punk yep. with Stronger, that was a fucking amazing yep. song. Yep, yep. If, if he just stopped lying to himself and embraced what it is that he is, yeah, I think. No, I agree. I agree. So I, I guess yeah. that's that's enough of Kanye News Corner. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to this album, The Life of Pablo, Kanye's seventh studio album, featuring a, a wide array of guests, including Chance the Rapper, Frank Ocean, The Dream, Kendrick Lamar, Kid Cudi, Rihanna, The Weeknd, Ty Dolla Sign, Chris Brown, Rick Rubin, Madlib, and uh, due to its title exclusivity. And the fact that title does not report to the Nielsen music, the life of Pablo marks Kanye's first album to not chart in the United States. Yeah. But wait, was this kind of a technicality or do will we ever know? Because I read that like title prohibits as of now yes. statistics. Yeah, they, they do. It's actually because I know like the I the RIAA and whatever are trying to start taking stream into consideration. Yeah. yeah. Title actively blocks the release of those numbers so they, they are that's weird they are man. actively hindering its ability to chart now but hey he broke pirate bay records <laughs> that's true i and i kind of like almost like this because i hate the nielsen system like, yeah yeah, yeah that, yeah, that yeah. is speaking up, like right. going back to kanye saying like you're the worst part of the old guard that is something that needs to die off he's like yeah. old old hollywood money executives like yeah. these old white men need to die because <laughs> streaming and non-physical media is the future yeah it's and not they're changing. they're hindering like evolution from yeah. going on yeah it's a little ridiculous how behind they are at the times it's crazy yeah so I guess to begin from a very far away view mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and with pretty much every Kanye album, I could say this, I love the production and music like someone as mainstream popular as Kanye. Yeah. I love how experimental and weird he is willing to get with his production. I love how out there it is, like, especially like, Going back to my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which I think is probably my favorite album. Same with me. That's him. my like, favorite. Of he this. fucking yeah. sampled Aphex Twin. Yeah. And even yeah. on this on this album, on a song I'm not a huge fan of, Freestyle Four, he samples Goldfrop's first album, the song Human, off yeah. of Felt Mountain, which is like 
one of my favorite albums of all time and it's just like he's willing to take risks no other mainstream hip-hop person is taking yeah so from that just that very basic point I'm I will always listen to a Kanye album yeah. just because I'm so interested is in what he's gonna do with the production okay we gotta talk about this because when the production was good I thought it was like my dark twisted fantasy caliber is like fantastic I was engrossed I was immersed and if like one little part of the song was kind of weird there was so much else going on I was nested in the song and I didn't give a shit about a lot of stuff but some of the songs especially like between like ultralight beam and waves to me that's almost like a kind of like desert yeah. and some of the, some of the production sounded like it was like a demo tape or a b-side and like that song freestyle four it's not even two minutes long and i looked and i was like fuck yeah wow that's aphex twin and like that part of me was like that's awesome but i could not dominic what if we <laughs> fight fuck right here on this table what if yeah, we fuck what right if we now fuck right what if everybody now? starts fucking at the voyeur party oh god what if i fuck right now i want to fuck right now what if we fuck right now those like tits out oh shit my dick out i can she suck it right oh, now god. what if we fucked right now what if we fucked right now <laughs> i just i truly hope those are actually freestyle lyrics yeah i hope he didn't write those down and keep looking at them and yeah, yeah. I, chew on them i and truly go, yeah. hope that was a freestyle like those are those were bad and i could not decide i honest to god i agree with you that i'll always listen to a kanye west album because he experiments i'll give i i totally agree but i i couldn't even figure out if if that was a good song i don't know if i liked the way that he used that sample in that song. No, he didn't. I, I will say... Because I love that song. I love Apex. Yeah. So I was like... No, I, I don't think he used... Oh, you mean the Goldfrop song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, he, I don't think it fit well. It was... Yeah. I, I know he was trying to go for like this eerie effect with freestyle form, but yeah. it just... It was like too dissonant. And that that is... That is saying something coming from me. <laughs> I, it was too dissonant. It, I honestly, it was the bass and the synth. It seemed directionless in yeah. that song. In the fact that he has 18 songs, two of them are just like intermissionary songs. Whatever intermission, intermissionary is that? Yeah. Sounds like a sex position. <laughs> Make it a word. Intermissionary. Eight of them are under three minutes. No. Eight of them are in this one. It's like he just didn't even know what to do with it, and it seemed like it was gonna be this, just like you said, it had this eerie vibe, and it was building up, and then it just seemed like it was nothing. just petered out, nothing. And the sad thing is, is and I don't know if another version of the song exists, but of those like four different track or uh, track lists he tweeted yeah this song was on every single one of it them. was so this was like one of like the original intended songs for this album and see that that is something yeah. i wrote down a lot of these songs they don't feel like songs yeah they feel like ideas that he was maybe yes. like fucking around with in the studio yeah and you know some artists can kind of pull that off i think like jeff mangum is someone mm -hmm. who can like have this kind of like half-assed wild fuck it let's hit record and see what happens yeah and it turns out beautifully yeah kanye is someone i know 
he can write a song. He wrote six albums worth of song ass songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And this album, I don't know if any of them like felt like a truly complete song. Even the ones yeah. I liked, they still felt like like I love ultralight beams. Yeah. But and it's got very good, interesting production, but still it feels kind of like this weird collage almost. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, I agree completely. It, Freestyle four still. I mean, I just can't. Fuck that. It's weird, and yeah, it, it. The only way I could describe it is like it sounded like a demo tape. Freestyle four. I gotta be honest. The father stretch my hand out part one and two. Yeah. Some they just at times felt like a demo tape, as in like here's just this bare bone kind of like a trap set, a synth or a piano. And here's me rapping. Maybe these won't be the final lyrics, but here's a sense for you to get it. And I'm going to bring it to some friends, and they're going to help me create a song out of it. And it feels like half of these are demo tapes. No, they it definitely does. And, like, he samples a lot of interesting stuff that I love. That yeah, also makes like, it hard to... Like, yeah. No, but especially on this album specifically, he samples all these, like, 70s and 60s Old like roots. funk yeah. roots yep. but he doesn't they're not like actually used in the beat like there'll be a clip of a 70s song and then it'll move into something else like yeah. it is completely separate from the idea itself father stretch my hand part two that bridge outro is so random it almost was like a disservice to the song i mean he's just like <laughs> here you go and well, I don't know if you have anything to say about some of the reviews. I like kind of did it. I read a little bit of the I did. positive I, I reviews, got a bit, yeah. And I have a little bit to say about those, which we can get to. But I feel like I can't fully agree with the way that they interpreted these reviews. You know, the reviews interpreted the way that it was kind of mishmash. Yeah. And like, like, Father Stretch My Hand Part One. I feel like that was like a turning point in the album. Which is a little sad to say. Song the number second two. Album. <laughs> the, the second album. The second song, song, yeah. But Ultralight Beam, which we can get into. I love that song. That might be like my favorite Kanye West song I've heard in like an incredibly long time. It's beautiful. I love everything about it. At times it's almost like expressionistic. Like there I can buy the kind of weird mishmash because it's like angular. and yeah. And then you get fucking Kelly Price. Oh my God! She Perfect. sings her heart out on that. And you too. get Chance the Rat and the is it the Dream? The Dream, dude. Those guys are so beautiful that like that song is transcendent. Those three should go write an album together. Yeah, and I'll buy it. Yeah. And then you get Father Stretch My Hand out. Father Kid. Stretch My Hand Part One. Kid Cudi. Two minutes long, and at the one minute and five second part, to me, that's where it shifts, because he talks about I want to be liberated. And maybe he's carrying on this kind of gospel theme. And for Kanye, what does it mean to be liberated? 105. If I fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'm going to feel like an asshole. Yep. And to me, I was like, fuck. I mean, there was something amazing going on. And he just was like, I... I actually made a, like a little list of the most cringe-worthy moments on this album. That, that is the top of my list. <laughs> okay, good. I feel better. I was and like, fuck. So like, and like, even Pitchfork said, 
that line is maybe the most unforgivably stupid thing Kanye has ever said. <laughs> and especially like Okay, I feel he better. Originally when he kind of revealed this song, tweeted the lyrics and wrote, I cried while I was writing this song. Osten- this one ostensibly because it's supposed to be like this heartfelt song about his relationship with his father. And he fucking <sighs> opens it like cause the beginning is kind of like a refrain. Yeah. The first yeah. like lines you can clearly hear and fully take in yeah is now if i fuck this model and she just bleached her asshole and i get bleach on my t-shirt i'm gonna feel like an asshole yeah you are a fucking asshole for saying that <laughs> he killed to me that was like a the album could have been to me it was like this beautiful like st- you know charting it out it was like a fucking straight line and then that lyric happened and it was like straight decline no, yeah, it's oh. like he built up so much momentum with Ultralight Beam. <laughs> I was so ready for this gospel album. Yeah. And then he says this goddamn line. And it's killed, like, it. Oh, killed it. Killed it. Killed it. This is this is like if you took his, the entirety of his Twitter feed and try to like concentrate into a central thought. Yeah. Fucking this. And he has auto-tune on it. Too. I mean, why did he have auto-tune to say those lines? Like Ever, ever since his... 808s and Heartbreak, Heartbreak album. Yeah. He's just been. I don't. Okay, and then okay, th- then the the part two of this song, that rap that he does at the 15 second to like 30 second, it sounds like it's not finished. It was raw, but it actually sounded like he was like almost getting off beat or like out of breath, and it seemed bad. It, honestly, the production on that little rap part, I was like, ugh. No. Like, come on. See, uh, originally, this album was supposed to be 10 tracks long. He should have done that. I know. Right. And actually, at first, when he initially tweeted that picture of the 10 track list, and like, and I saw like No Parties in L.A. was on it, I yeah. was sad. Because first of all, I love that song. Second of all, I always want more. Yeah. Yeah. And now after hearing... This 18-track monstrosity, I kind of wish he had stuck with 10 tracks. See, I agree. I think Ultralight Beam, look, the in latent in this album was an absolute, like, Baroque gospel hip-hop masterpiece. It's there, like, in germ form in this album. And if it, he had done Ultralight Beam, Fixed Father Stretch My Hand, Waves, Fixed It a Little Bit, FML, maybe No More Parties in LA, and some of the others. Like, those songs had, to me, those songs all had the potential to be a great album. But a lot of these songs in there, I just didn't get it. No, I didn't either. I didn't get it. And they were so short that I felt like he didn't get it either. He's like, here's a bit of me. Here's (laughs) a bit of me. Here's a bit of me. And the lyrics were way more self-referential than I thought they would be. Yeah, especially given Ultralight Beam, which is a fucking beautiful song. It's amazing. Chance, when Chance the Rapper goes, ugh, I'm just having fun with it, and the saxophone kicks in, like, that is the pinnacle of, like, ugh. That is just beautiful. That's beautiful. That's, like, this the feel, that gospel, kind of, like, almost transgressive hip-hop yeah. vibe. And I don't, I'm not even a fan of gospel music, and that's song made me like okay i should listen to gospel music. yeah 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 i love the like the dichotomy and chances delivery in that song like yeah it's when he comes in 
and he says like, and when they come for you, I will shield your name. Yep. It's so tender and comforting and yeah. quiet and sweet. Yeah. But then near the end, he's like, the uh, and it's just yeah. like, fuck yeah. yeah, like in the live version too. Honestly, like he came in there trying to save that song at SNL, and he's like, uh, and everyone moves it's like, damn, dude, I, that was perfect. If anyone out there doesn't know Chance the Rapper, all of his mixtapes are up for free online. Yeah. I highly recommend them. Acid you mean he's rap. not on Tidal? <laughs> Acid Rap. Yeah. So good. Yeah, like, yeah. he is extremely underrated. Please, everyone support him. He's yeah. an incredible artist. Yeah. This this album has so many highs and lows. It's, yeah. It is so chaotically back and forth that actually... It's staggered, weird release is actually kind of fitting yeah. for the sound of the album. Yeah. And actually, yeah. Uh, two of the reviews I read for this, all, like actually almost all the reviews have talked about just how <laughs> messy and mixed up this album is. Yep. Pitchfork's Jason Green says, but everything about the album's presentation, the churning track list, the broken promise to premiere it here or there, the scribbled guest list, feels like Kanye ran across town to deliver a half-wrapped gift to a group birthday party to which he was 10 minutes late. <laughs> After years of agonizing over how to follow up the conceptually triumphant 808s and Heartbreak, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus, he seems to have settled upon eternal flux as a resting place. An album that plays like Kanye might still be remixing it furiously in your headphones while you listen to it. Yeah. Consequences of sound, Philip Kosource says, Most potentially symbolic was the piece of notebook paper that displayed the album's track list and titles as it switched from swish to waves, and was eventually wiped clean for the life of Pablo. As the paper evolved, collaborators, friends, and family members would scrawl their names and messages, turning a vessel with a purpose into a board of self-promotion yeah, for yeah. everyone tied to West. The artist's chicken scratch track changes, as notable as Kylie was here, diversions. Sure, it was entertaining to watch, to decipher, but it was also a mess that brought a foreboding cloud of skepticism over the entirety of West's seventh full length. Yep. It's a mess. See, that... Okay. That's exactly what I can't quite figure out with this album, is that there is... The idea of Kanye. Kanye West is a concept that is so popularized. And it's this idea that he's kind of baroque, ornate, grand, tense, crazy, exuberant, right? And that's, to me, it's like built into the DNA of a lot of people that are reviewing his albums. And maybe even his fans. That there's just so much never-ending, always-exploding Kanye as the idea and to me, that is a concept that gets filtered into these reviews that make their reviews, I gotta be honest, fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I've never been so mad reading some of these reviews. Who gets away with getting such a high mark? Rolling Stone, it's a messy masterpiece. Listen to what they say. I had just had to write some of this. He, Kanye West drops broken pieces of his psyche all over the album. Fuck that. That is exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, uh, you have to have some idea 
some concept of the Kanye West psyche to read that into this album and to read all the mishmashed pieces as if these are part of some cohesive whole. It's fucking AV Club, who I generally like. AV Club, beautiful, messy, mixed tape. It's a brilliant document. A fucking document. There's so many bands out there that just get fucking reamed. By the AV Club specifically. Yeah, and, and Kanye West gets a messy doc. It's not an album, it's a document. Again, you have to have this concept of Kanye that pre, just one more, fucking New York Times. Intellectual bricolage. This is an affront to every, I, this fucking made me mad. I don't hate the album, but for the New York Times to say, Kanye West has mastered intellectual bricolage. And then they go on to say, as if apparently bricolage is the same as, quote, Tumblr as album. This is Tumblr as, again, you gotta have the idea of Kanye predating this album to read so much generosity into the album. You know, and I think it was specifically the New York Times review that sparked Bob Ezrin. Oh, is that right? That. Yeah, because yeah. he read this, he read the New York Times, he's like, how the fuck did this clown get reviewed by? <laughs> like, I guess he has a lot of respect for the New York Times, and yeah. he thought, like, this was a disservice to his own tastes in that by him enjoying the New York Times and them yeah. giving a favorable review to Kanye, he had no choice but to speak up about it. Honestly, that New York Times review was, like, offensive. To say he's mad, bricolage of just like beautifully crafting together whatever works, random pieces into something artistic. To cut, and that's Tumblr as music. Fuck that, man. That's fuck. Even Pitchfork. Pitchfork just sucked his dick. Pitchfork. How the fuck does Pitchfork get off writing? I hate the reviewers more than Kanye. Kanye is Kanye. The reviews. How does Pitchfork get off by saying this sounds like his most labored over album? It sounds like it wasn't quite done. And instead of me saying like, wow, I can't believe this got released this early and it wasn't like, you know, produced more. It's so labored over. Fuck that, dude. You know, that is such it fucking almost, hypocrisy. It almost makes you like wonder if there is such thing as the Illuminati. I know. And they're all like <laughs> afraid to talk down because... Yeah. If there's an Illuminati, Kanye is their fucking poster boy. Yeah, like, he yeah. is the <laughs> pinnacle of a secret organization making money off of a person. He, yeah. he is it. There's yeah. no one else. Yeah. And I'm sure it is way more comforting to me to believe that these critics were sweatily writing these with like a gun to the back of their head than them actually <laughs> believing the words that, that they were writing yeah. down. And the, it's almost like the way that they're writing it is like a secret cry for help. Yeah, like the blink twice <laughs> if you need help. It's like it's not like, an album. If, it's a document. If, if you read every third letter in every five words, please it seems help, like, please yeah. send help. They please have help. a gun. I am tied up. They have my family. <laughs> like Entertainment Weekly. They say... This album is unpredictable in a like the man himself. <laughs> it's unpredictable like the man himself, and that's supposed to mean it's amazing. To me, it's like I would give this album like a six. 
or a seven out of ten. Actually, probably closer to a six. The needle drop, who is, I don't always agree with him, but he's one of my favorite reviewers in that. Every time he reviews something, even if I completely disagree with the review, yeah. I can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. And he's he is like renownedly known for being harsh. He gave it a five. Yeah, strong yeah. five to a light six. Yeah, and I I completely agree. I got it. when it's good, it's great. But it sounds like half of this shit should have been B sides on like the Life of Pablo Deluxe Edition. Yeah. five years from now. It should have been like. It should have been a part of those like tracks that leaked onto the internet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into some of the tracks. Some of the tracks I liked. Unless sorry, unless you had more to say. No, 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 no. That that that's my big gripe. Not even against Kanye. Just against the reviewers. It's like they're liking him just because he's like a product name, Kanye. Yeah. I have to like this thing because it says Kanye. Exactly. No, no. So, so yeah, uh, let's get into so some I, more tracks. Some of the track we we've talked about how awesome ultralight beams are, and which I, again I cannot stress. This is like my favorite song of 2016. It is my favorite. I love it. I love it. The way that even ultralight beam sounds like Ochile beam or Ochile dream. I just love it all. It's just crazy and weird. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. beautiful. And I even don't mind his auto tune vocals. Neither do I. Yeah, I don't. No. Mind. It, it's great, and actually, it's too good. It ruins the rest of the yeah. fucking. <laughs> he, uh, there's a, a website called Genius.com, which is a site where people will annotate lyrics and try to guess the meaning behind yeah. it. Yeah. And actually, Chance the Rapper hopped on Genius and annotated some of the lyrics that he rapped on the song, and he also like gave the thumbs up to some of the fans interpretations of the yeah, music which is pretty cool That's yeah pretty so cool. I'll, I'll post a link to that yeah so we like ultralight beams i i like no more parties in la this was the first like he had released some singles leading up to this this was the first one i like consciously listened to just because the honestly the kendrick feature kind of sparked my interest yes yeah i I think this is a great song. This track stands out because it is actually a full song. It doesn't feel <laughs> incomplete. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, for as good as Kendrick is, I think Kanye outshines Kendrick on this track. His, especially like, Kanye raps a bit at the beginning, and then Kendrick comes in for a very long feature. Yeah. And then yeah. Kanye comes up for an even longer outro. Kanye is rapping his heart out these are i thought these were hands down the best kanye west lyrics yeah. of the entire album like not even close and honestly i can only assume kendrick lamar just like upped his game kanye needs to hang around kendrick more yeah to make him be as good as he can they be. always say yeah. hang out with people who are better at you at yeah. the thing you want to do because it will force you to elevate yourself exactly and and yeah kind of you know i'm trying how am i trying to say this like appealing to my nerdy side yeah. this song ends with a sample from street fighter 4 yeah 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 which yeah. i think is pretty fucking awesome no it's good i mean it's kind of like a sleaze speed rap like they're both being kind of sleazy but it's great i gotta say kendrick's i love near the end where he talks about like the uh 
it's like hilarious that nam uh myoho ringe kyo mantra of yeah. some buddhists do it fucking make someone want to say big words and get lyrical make me want to get spiritual i thought that was hilarious i thought that these were by far kanye's best lyrics again it just kind of shows the difference in style kendrick's story could be about other things it's like funny commentary kanye's is very much about himself very much people he worked with amber assistance but it's funny and it's very well done and he's very. fast he's got you know he's for he's, he's got a kind of slow yeah he's, he's good it. he's very good i thought it was so good it was almost like out of place on <laughs> yeah no it, it was good actually was some good. of the reviews i read said like songs like No More Parties in L.A. sound like they were meant for a different album. Yeah, I agree. I Because I loved Ultra Light Beams, but this song is like other side of the field. Yeah. But it's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's well, a great song. Another song I really liked, Real Friends. I thought it was very touching. Like, just from the beginning of, like, the sample of the song, it kind of, like, pulls on my heartstrings. I like how real and open he sounds on this. Yeah. Though this song made me realize also how shallow he is, because an idea <laughs> he keeps returning to on this album is about some cousin of his that stole his laptop and yeah. he just can't yeah. let it go. But before that, <laughs> I thought it was very astute, like the him kind of talking about how he feels. For someone who's as famous as him, he feels weird at family functions, and he can't remember yeah. some of his cousins' names, and he he's such a workaholic that it's like you go to the family reunion for 30 minutes, and then it's back to the studio, and oh shit, I forgot to ask so-and-so how their kids are. Yeah. He, like, for as much as he raps about himself, it was nice to hear him kind of like talk about the insecurities of the insane amount of fame he has. Yeah. It yeah. was relieving. It made him... It made him feel like a human and not some like weird Illuminati monstrosity that he truly is. Yeah. <laughs> it made me relate to him. Yeah. I, I did like that. Yeah, I thought that was of all the like hyper Kanye drama songs, I thought this was like one of the best ones. I, I mean, it's about him, very, very, very much about him, but it was about him more than just fucking women. Should we fuck right here? I'm going to pull my dick out. Yeah. And it was contemplative. Honestly, it was that song, and I hate to put myself on the spot, try to remember. Another song early on. Early on, I was kind of hoping he'd be more contemplative and reflective about himself because that was a different register than usually just the hyper braggadocio. I thought that song, again, that song could have been included on like what could have been the great kind of gospel introspective Kanye. So help me God. Yeah. So exactly. So help me God. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a good one. I also really liked uh, FML. Fuck my life. Yeah. It was. I loved the minimal production. I liked how dark the lyrics were, and even though he would later go on to Twitter to tell, like, he tweeted multiple times, "I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're all worried <laughs> about me." On this song, he's like. Name one genius who wasn't crazy. Like, he's embracing his yeah. insanity. I like that. I thought that Waves and F FML together, I was like, they both 
have the potential to be part of the great album. Yeah. Which I hate to have to just start talking about the hypothetical great album. Yeah. But I thought FML, that might have been like the second best song on the album. Yeah, well, and Waves wouldn't wasn't even going to be on the album. Had Chance not crazy. stepped up and forced Kanye to put it on the I album. I love the start of Waves. This like this the sound of the start of it. I was like, oh, that's fucking yeah. good. I thought, yeah, FML, uh, just like you said, he's reflective and sounds much more honest. I love it when he says, for my children, I will die for those I love. When he says those lines, it's like, damn, that's like that's like that self-reflective, sincere Kanye that yeah. I thought I was going to hear. And yeah, the great kind of contemplative, ponderous piano synthesizer. Great, great production on this song. I love the production yeah. on that song. Except the last 50 seconds, man. What yeah. the fuck? That's like, I hate to it's pull so that old like, card. But I feel like you always take a chance when you go weird, and this went in a not good direction. The Look, alien voice. Like, like singing off tone, and it's also slowed down, so there's like a digital dis- like disintegration to the voice. Yeah. I like want to like edit a version and Again, just cut that part off. And I can't believe he made me say this the second time, but it's too dissonant. It's yeah. too off-putting. I agree. It's too, too off-putting. Yeah. It doesn't compliment. It just sounds random and it's kind of like Kanye is getting in his own way. Yeah. He, she should have just like just trust yourself, go with the song as it is, but don't end it with this kind of shitty random alien voice. Life's a feeling. Ugh. Missed it. Missed it at the end. Very good song on the list. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I did like I Love Kanye. I, I liked it. I had to ask my wife to come upstairs, listen to this song, and tell me what you think. Because I could not decide if I loved it or if I hated it. I liked it. I won't say I loved it, but I was like, okay, that's pretty fucking witty. Yeah. I. You get my thumbs up. What did you ultimately come to a decision yet? I came on the thumbs down. Thumbs down? No, I, <laughs> I, I respect just, that. It kind of, it's like the whole album was a struggle. I was like, what do I make of this? That song I listened to way too many times. Maybe that's why, but I was just like, I don't like it. First off, is there a trope of I love the old Kanye West? Yes. Is that a trope? Yeah. Okay. Like, because I'm not a especially huge fan like, of so For someone like me and you, who are saying my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is their favorite. That is not the popular opinion. Everyone loves the college era. dropout. So, and all that stuff. yeah, okay. the graduation college dropout late registration. Those three okay. are like the Holy trilogy oh. of Kanye. And then he went to like avant. Yeah. Cause then he got experimental and weird with 808s in okay. my beautiful. So see, I didn't there, know that there okay. is a, huge community that want that old college Kanye and he even references the pink polo because he used to kind yeah. of dress like yeah. like a mod like a preppy mod with pink polos and yeah. white cheek chinko jeans and sailor shoes yeah the, okay. there was an aesthetic if I had known that maybe I could like this more but it's so short and the rhyming is very simple old Gold, well, he rhymes gold, Kanye with Kanye. Gold, a bunch yeah. I cut the Kanye's out and read the rhymes because that's a cheap shot. Yeah. But again, new, mood, rude, news, old, go, soul, goals. And then 
I hate to be this guy. But at the end of the song, what does he do? At the very end. I love you like Kanye loves Kanye. And then what? Do you remember? Oh, he laughs. He fucking laughs. He laughs at himself. He fucking laughs. And I just am like, fuck you for laughing, man. <laughs> fuck you for laughing. Don't <laughs> laugh. Come on. Like, you're an artist. Your job is to perform. You don't... Or you acknowledge the process in a kind of critical way. You don't just laugh. <laughs> it's a cop-out. Fucking cop-out. I was I, like, fuck you for I, laughing. I can respect that. Cut the laugh. I just want to, I like want to reproduce this album. Cut off the laughing. Cut off the last 50 seconds of Real Friends. So I don't know. That, that song, that was like a kind of, that was a struggle. That was a struggle. I can completely respect that. <laughs> Other than that... I have a contentious relationship with the 30-hour song. I I like the beginning, the ending, fucking stupid. I, I don't need to hear yeah. you talk about how your favorite song albums end with like these weird extended outros. Also, this isn't an outro song. Yeah, it, that made no you sense. You picking up your phone while it's calling, like... That was fucking if, terrible. If you had cut the that song in half, I would have liked 30 hours a lot. And while he's talking on the phone, he calls it an ad-lib track. And I was kind of like, yeah, it probably was in the last like two minutes. Yeah, the end was very irritating. The only thing, again, I thought that was like a nice kind of introspective song. But like, why exactly is he making a song about who he was with like over 10 years after it happened? It was almost just kind of like, I'm not sure why why he's doing it, but he is. I don't know. It was a good yeah. song, but yeah, the end especially. Very annoying. Very annoying. Yeah. I mean, other than that, we kind of talked about Famous a bit. That line is so stupid. Though, <laughs> I really loved the sample of Sister Nancy's Bomb Bomb near yeah, the end. I love that too, which is almost an insult to her though, to be on that song. No, it is. <laughs> That's what I wrote. I was like, I fucking love Bomb Bomb. Toots and My Towels famously covered that too. Their track yeah. is fantastic. But for her to be on there, she was like rare kind of like female artist. And A to have female own, reggae artist yeah. at that, which is like the most like homophobic, yeah. masculine, patriarchy yeah. genre there is. Reggae. And to have her on that same song that calls Taylor Swift a bitch that he'll have sex with. That's, no, like, that's pretty horrible. Like, if I can ignore that, <laughs> yeah. I simply can enjoy the sonic feel of yeah. his remix and sampling of her music with that one guy saying, like, Yo, 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 yep. middle fingers <laughs> up, blah, 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 yep. blah, blah, blah. Yep. But I, that kind of ends my list of tracks I enjoyed. Is there anything you want to add to that? I like, again... I did like Waves I had a kind of weird relationship with because I love the start of that song and the vocal echoes that are kind of like a Gregorian chant almost like that again that was like the germ of the great album that could have been sacred music yeah it was yeah. it was I thought that was fucking brilliant that production but I did not really like Chris Brown's vocals it drug it down as well and, as well as his vocals just Fuck him as a person yeah. in general also. Yep. And someone write a fucking third verse on this song. What the fuck? There's like three songs. I was like, dude, yep. I will postcard send you a verse. 
just add just unique like that song could have had a killer third verse and it just ends again i get the sense he just didn't know what to do with the song cut out chris brown add chance the rapper yeah add a third verse for someone That's an amazing who, song for someone who did so much production i wish he would have just rapped on the song chance yeah agreed just yeah have chance on every track by yeah because i love that vocal echo that that again that's like the baroque hip-hop gospel masterpiece album that could have been yeah that is beautiful so i guess uh we also spoke about how much we didn't like freestyle for the <laughs> yeah so if you want to like um if you want to have some cringes Go on Genius.com <laughs> and look up Freestyle 4, and you will see some diehard Kanye fans look <laughs> so deeply into the song and yeah. how profound he is. And they, they truly think he is speaking art and making these huge philosophical statements about, like, drugs and the id and ego and passion <laughs> and mania. It, it, yeah. it is horrible. I, yeah, honestly, that's where, again, that word pretentious, which I don't want to use too easily with music. But, like, if pretentious is the idea that you come across as if you mean more than you really do, that song is very pretentious. It is. And some of those genius lyrics I was reading, you know, interpretations, they were just kind of hilarious. Because some were just like, like, will she suck my dick? And the interpretation is, he's wondering if a girl will put his her lips on his penis. I'm like, yeah, that's basically all <laughs> that it is means. Literally all there is. Yeah, there. and some other people are like, the penis is it represents the society and, and the patriarchy. It's like, fuck you. No, there's no way <laughs> Kanye put that much thought. No. Like I said, no, no. I truly hope that was simply a freestyle, and he thought he was being like outlandish by saying, "What do we fuck right here? Yeah, what do we fuck yep. right here?" Other songs I didn't like. Low lights. Completely useless. Why wasn't Kanye the one talking? It would have been more powerful See, if he said it. He had a woman say I, it and it sounded really sexy. And I and I actually I tried to look this up. They like actively hid the vocal performer. Yeah, they on don't that say song. who. Yeah, they don't say who. Because initially, just based off of like barely even listening to the song, I assumed it was like maybe Kim talking about how much Kanye meant to her. Yeah. But then like if you really listen to the song, it's actually probably more so about God but or it, a higher power. I agree, but it walks the line in a way that sounds so sexy. It starts off it sounding like sexist. he provides for me. Yep. He's everything to me. And then near the end you realize, okay, it's about like a spiritual faith. But it begins like the man that provides for yep. me, the weaker yep. woman. If you had had Kanye West say this, that could have been a great little piece in the great album that could have been. Oh, and he felt so important for this. Like, he tweeted something like, I added lowlights to the album for all the soccer moms driving their kids to school. Are you serious? Yeah, it was wow. something like that. Like, I did <laughs> oh that for all God. the moms out there doing, <laughs> helping the kids. That's fucked up. Also, the very last song on the album, Fade. Fucking yeah. stupid, horrible production. Kanye's barely on it. It yeah. ends. It it doesn't even end. Like it just abruptly ends. And I I cannot believe that that ended this album. I th honestly who, who okayed that? Honestly, like I'm not even joking. I think like some intern accidentally added this to the album, and it was too late to to read. You know, take it back because it's it's like a dancey '90s shit production 
It sounds it sounds like worse than like a demo tape. Keyboard and a little like drum kit. It just was terrible. I thought it was like a nothing song. It was a nothing song. It had to be a mistake. Yeah, it, it is a nothing song. It's it's totally nothing. Yeah, that was that like didn't even make the list of worst songs because I assumed it shouldn't have been on. No, that. it shouldn't. <laughs> and I get the only other like huge complaint I have is another cringe lyric off the song Highlights. <laughs> which, wait, 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 let me see please, if I wrote this down. Please yeah. keep in mind that he performed this on I'm Saturday yeah, Night I'm Live. I'm shocked. Singing in an auto-tune voice the words, Sometimes I wish my dick had a GoPro so I could play that shit back in slow-mo. I think I just shot an amateur video. I think I should... GoPro. Yeah. Fuck you. As Bob Ezrin would say, that's sophomoric. That is that's very horrible. juvenile, terrible. That terrible is rhyme. that is something <laughs> like <laughs> if Tyler the Creator and his Posse had sang this back when they were making their early mixtapes, back <laughs> when they were like 14, yeah. I might have given them a pass. Yeah. A 41-year-old yeah. rapping this in auto-tune on Saturday Night Live? Fuck you. Jared, you're not getting it. He's dropping bits uh, of his psyche. You're not picking up. It's a bit of his psyche, Jared. I See, hate, he gets away with shit that I younger rappers hate, couldn't. I hate everything about... Like, in the highlights, is it's, a, it's not even that great of a song, but that, that line... Yeah. Makes that song unlistenable. The, the production value again. I hope Bob Ezra listened to that song because the it's like a little dinky beat machine and a piano and cymbals and it sounds really shitty. And he has. Some I do like. I like the piano in that song. There's like a period of time like after he says like, he talks to someone about how like me and you fuck the same girl, but I'm rich. Yeah. And then I try to ignore that because that's Raging. a stupid line. But it's then there's this right, like yeah. this like. Kind of like almost arpeggio, like do 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 piano. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Okay. Everything else, I'll give you that. I'll fucking horrible. That. Yeah, it's just bad. Again, and he has like weight and sex jabs. That again, sophomoric. He could do way better. It was. Again, I kind of felt like between ultralight beams and waves was a desert. It was a little bit of a musical desert. Yeah. What do you think of feedback? I'm very. Curious. I actually. Because I was it, kind of on the fence about I, yeah, it. Yeah, I, I am. I simply like if I can listen to that song without really listening to it, I think I like that song. Like yeah. sonically, I enjoy the production and vocal performance on that song. Yeah. The dissonance of it I kinda dug, but again, that was when I just in the end I was like, it sounds like something is missing. It sounds like a demo tape. Like, it was one more draft away from being a great song. Yeah. This could have been on the great album. You need to just fix it up fix a little bit. bit. Yeah. Are there any other songs you'd like to mention? Do I got any more gripes? Because I'm pretty... That's... I think I've X'd out almost every song. Okay, the Silver Surfer intermission. (sighs) It was so petty for him and self-indulgent to put this. He didn't name the fucking song Waves. To put it on there no. won't even make sense and ten years from it's now. Like in, <laughs> it's so meaningless unless you like deeply, actively look into something. Yeah. And if you truly look into it, all you'll get across is like, 
this guy says I'm cool. It's, it's like self-validation. Yeah, it's not. I thought that was really dumb. No. You shouldn't have put that Stupid. Yeah. Wow. But when it was good, it was great. No parties in L.A. Wolves. Wolves is pretty good. I thought Wolves did have some pretty. I thought it was a little bit weird to hear him. Some of the lyrics with like C is haunting backups like that pussy is slippery. Wish you could unswallow. It was like a I, little off, but the interesting production, interesting enough to keep me interested. Yeah. yeah. The allusions to him and Joseph and Mary, I'll let it slide. I did like Frank's part. Frank. Yeah. Something yeah, I've yeah. realized about Frank Ocean. I had a hard time listening to Channel Orange, his only album, because it's like, it's like uh, eating too much candy or like trying to tackle a <laughs> jawbreaker. It's like too much sweet, too much of a good thing. Yeah. I love a Frank Ocean feature. Yeah. Yeah. It has to yeah. be juxtaposed with rap, though. An album of purely Frank Ocean R&B sweetly singing, it's too sweet for my ears. Yeah. I thought his feature on Wolves... It was good. I enjoyed the Frank Ocean. I thought it was good. I, I thought this song, like the Mary and Joseph imagery, fell very flat. Very. But like, if you were just trap Kanye in a room, give him some LSD, and in third for thirty days and say we're gonna fix this fucking album, that's one I would keep, and I would try to do more with that imagery to make it into that crazy psychedelic gospel hip hop album. But the imagery there, it was like, I assume, because that one he wrote very early on. Yeah, that was, he actually performed that song at the SNL's like yep. 40th anniversary like or a, whatever. Almost a year ago. It so was he, a very old song. He must have thought this was going to be part of that, so help me God, gospel album. Yeah. But again, I also felt it was too short. Have one more verse in there to just like kick it out of the, you know. Have Chance come in. It needed one more <laughs> Kanye, verse to be like, Kanye, when in doubt, bring in chance. Yeah, bring in chance. So that 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 was the last little bit I had to yeah. say. Overall, I would give it like a six or seven out of ten because when it's good, it's great. Ultralight beams is a classic, oh, yeah. but when it's bad, it just sounds like a it's, demo tape. It's so mixed. Parts of this album are like an eight or a nine, and parts of it are like a two or a three. So I have no choice yeah. but to like middle of the road, yeah. five or six. Which again, fuck all the reviewers who are like. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. Instead of saying this is a mediocre album, I'm gonna say it's beautiful Kanye West. Fuck that! You you are unprofessional, motherfuckers. I completely agree. That's a travesty. Well, we've been talking about Kanye for almost two hours. So. Well, now we're gonna talk about his next album, <laughs> Turbo Graphics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, thank you everybody for listening. I'm sorry if you don't like Kanye. There'll be a normal episode out next week. <laughs> Other than that. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye.